G'day everyone, it's People With A Passion, Craig Rowe here with special guest today, Jake uh, Welsh, Jake from Jake Lee Studios. Uh, tell us about Jake Lee Studios, Jake. Basically, Jake Lee Studio for me is everything that I do. Uh, I have a passion for art, entertainment, creativity. So Jake Lee Studio is the overarching idea and concept. Uh, underneath that comes Jake Lee Music, which is me playing instruments and performing and entertaining people. Uh, but mostly, Jake Lee Studio is about my artwork and being creative. A bit of a backstory is you and I went to school together. Yes, we did. So I remember what I remember of Jacob Welsh, who is Jake <laughs> Lee Studios now. What I remember of Jacob Welsh is actually the art. In terms of art at school, that's that was simply that was my escape. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, as you would know, uh, I was new to the school that we went to, um, so it didn't know anyone else uh, i'd come from interstate moved to queensland um, went to the same school and art for me was an escape mm-hmm. uh, escape from having to deal with people that i didn't know um, relationships that I, I wasn't sure about uh, now obviously being a teenager at the same time there's there's plenty of things going on in any teenager's head yeah uh, and that was just as true for me as it is for anybody else so uh, yeah, so my passion at that time was was just doing everything I, I possibly could in terms of drawing, painting, uh, sculpting, making, creating things. Let's let's grab one of the items. We'll throw. The, we're probably speaking in suspense. Just grab something. <laughs> thinking, what the hell are they talking about on oh, this artwork? And we'll, we're not we'll, seeing anything. We'll grab a shoe. There you oh, go. Right. There's a so, shoe. So there's a so there's a shoe. We'll have a look. Now it's just a simple standard vinyl shoe. Uh, Ten bucks from Kmart. So. And what we've got here is we've got who's that? Bit, uh, of, bit of Iron Man. Iron Man. Bit of Iron Man. And bit uh, of Avengers action on the uh, on the shoe. Now, if you want to look at these shoes, there's there's more than one shoe. This is just one example. Of course. Um, there's there's a number of shoes up on your Facebook page, Absolutely. which is Jake Lee Studios. That is the Facebook page. Is that's it? the one. Yeah. So I'll put links in the video. Yeah, I know. You. I'm going to leave that there. Yeah, no, I like that. I actually saw that on your Facebook when before our interview. So very three dimensional looking, um, very smart. Have you got another another item there? Another shoe? Oh, uh, let's so, or let's talk. So you got shoes. You got some down there. We'll sure. add, add those. We got some photos. We'll show. Cool. So that's the brand Jaywalk. That's me. That's you. Let's grab one of these hats. All right. Okay. Uh, so Craig asked me to bring a selection of things with me. Uh, now, I've got a whole bunch of shoes down there. We've, we've seen the shoes. You can see them on my Facebook page or on my Instagram. That's fine. Uh, hats is what I love doing. I'm, I'm a big hat wearer. Yes. I I'm, feel ridiculous not wearing a hat I, with I, these headphones I had, on. To, I had to take it off because it was reflective. <laughs> yeah. Actually, show that hat. You can yeah. show the hat. There we go. Is a, is a, there we go. So, so I, I had to for, I forced him into. Uh, he made me take it off. I made him take it off because it's highly reflective. We've got lights here in the studio. So, but it just goes to show he's uh, he's got a variety of approaches. I pass that back quite, to you. But that's that's what uh, Jay Walker <laughs> arrived in. That's what I turned up in. Yeah, and and and, and um, I, I almost got into a fight with him over taking it off. It's a, it's. A, I think you would have taken any other item of clothing off, but the hat. But <laughs> yeah, you got a little bit. You got a little bit too passionate about that one. <laughs> I think so too. So. Uh, so yeah, caps. Uh, it's what I love doing. Um, look, a lot of the stuff that I do is pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, anime, manga, uh, Japanese comics, cartoons influence. Um, that's because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I love, and that entertains me. Um, you know, even as a kid, certainly as a teenager, as a young adult, uh, and certainly now into my well into my forties, yeah. um, I still 
uh, uh, love being entertained by you didn't what tell other me. people can do. You didn't tell me you're going to bring some X-rated stuff, mate. Oh, sorry <laughs> about that. That's all right. I think we so so. Well, yeah, the so next a, the next one's going to going to blow your mind, mate. This, yeah, so, <laughs> so we'll move that one out of the way. But these are all up on the Facebook page. Yeah, they certainly and, are. If and you can buy through there, you can actually go and and see the pricing yep. and connect with of you. Um, you also do customs, so that is the Jaywall Customs. Right. Everything that I do is is unique and customized. I'll pass, and now, pass that back to you to cool, pop mate. down. So we'll pop those out of the way as we go. Now this one, um, yeah. So so. So this this one. again again inspired by anime manga. Um, there's a, a particular um, cartoon manga that's called uh, the Ninja Scroll. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ninja Scroll. So these are all the characters from the Ninja Scroll. Yeah. I'm trying to get it there in the camera. Oh, cool. But uh, I can sort of zoom in a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. So that's um, certainly pretty good. So explain as you're saying. So you're into the manga. Yeah, I love, I love anime, I love manga, uh, I love cartoons. Look, growing up as a kid, who, who didn't love watching cartoons on a Saturday morning? You know, that was that was the go. Um, it's, I feel like it's, um, I'm looking at who's next. <laughs> Pete Griffin. There we go. Pete Griffin playing Han Solo. Oh, yeah. That's right, that was at one of their episodes. That's right, it? that's so the one they did, just... which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, I can't, I, I can't be, I can't call myself a Star Wars fan, and I am a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I can't call myself a Star Wars fan if I didn't do something like that. That's Family Guy. There's nothing wrong with being irreverent in this day and age. <laughs> nothing wrong at all. Yeah, no. Uh, in this... terms, in terms of the the Jaywalk custom stuff, um, you asked me a question about where do I get all this inspiration? Where do I get this passion from? Look, it's simply, and we we talked earlier off camera about escapism in terms of um, I'm an avid reader uh, obviously I, I love to create things as well mm-hmm. I get a lot of my inspiration from the things that I read but I also get a lot of inspiration from the things that I watch mm-hmm. now I'm entertained by anime and manga because it's a totally foreign um, uh, company uh, country you know in Japan uh, just it's their spin on the world how mm-hmm. they see what's our future going to be like mm-hmm. um, what are people like right now how do we interact with each other um, what's the dynamic between one person and the next person? This character represents this scope of people in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I never looked at it like that. That just goes to show how ignorant I am. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, mate. It really is. Anime. I'm just, now it's just exposing a whole world that I don't know about. Aha, right. Well, here's the thing. I, I made a, I made a, a journey um, uh, back in 2010. I went to Japan for three months um, and I went to all the places that, used to do all this they're they're all creative houses uh they're anime houses and and manga houses um like like art studios basically um and i i just went around to all the the major studios that were over there and just uh soaked it all in because it was just uh this was me growing up this was me formulating my opinions of the world um now people might sort of say oh they're just movies they're just cartoons but they have an impact yeah um i mean you just see that in in modern movies these days uh what are kids passionate about? Well, what's the latest Marvel movie that they've seen? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it still has an impact even, doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and as I explained to you before, I don't watch television. So um, watching movies, films um, of, of any generation and any ilk uh, is something that I'm passionate about because that gives me inspiration to do what I do. Yes. Uh, so your your inspiration would be endless then pretty much. Uh, Really every is. every day, every day the sun comes up, sun goes down. Um, but it's what you do in between that time, you know. Now I'm a night owl, so 
I work best at night. Um, that's where I feel most comfortable. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Um, you were prepared to come in and do the interview at midnight. Yeah, <laughs> mate, I was. I was. I would have. I would have. I was like, okay, I've got to sleep at some stage. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, it's the life the, of an artist. That's the thing. While the rest of the world is sleeping, I'm busy working. Um, yeah. my, my day usually starts at three in the afternoon mm-hmm. and, and continues till three or four in the morning. What, why do you think that's important to you to create your work at that time? Because you could choose daytime and daylight. Of course. But, of but course. Is there something, some attraction to, to working when... The world's asleep and quiet. Uh, yeah. Look, as I said before, I think uh, a lot of it's to do with the fact that um, you don't get interrupted mm-hmm. generally at night. You know, if people are calling you or texting you or trying to get in contact with you, that's generally during the hours of nine to five. Yeah. You know, which is business hours, which is what most people operate under. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah. avoiding distraction. Yeah. 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 So, couldn't so you're more. a deep worker. So, yeah, so you you literally want to lock yourself away from the world. So your choice is actually to work in those periods. Yep. Let's take it back a notch uh, to talk about the inspiration of you haven't been doing this forever. You said it's two and a half years. No. So, and you've been a teacher. You've been a pastor. Uh, yeah. Not a pa- yeah, pastor. A minister. minister. Yep. And this evolution, you've left that field yep. um, of education, and you decided um, upon going pursuing the art. What was the motivation behind pursuing that? And you fell into it, as, as a lot of people do with their yeah. passion. Yeah. Explain the journey and the story. Look, the journey is really simple. Um, we spoke earlier about uh, my prowess and, and in terms of my time spent doing art at school. When I left school, I had a choice. Obviously, I could continue to pursue an artistic career, but that didn't interest me at the time because mm-hmm. I knew that that wasn't going to uh, sustain me for long enough or even provide me with an avenue uh, as soon as I'd left school in terms of employment. What did you do as, as a teacher? What subjects were you <laughs> Well, I was a visual art teacher. Yeah, so, no, just checking. Yeah, uh, it could have been a deviation. So I kept, I kept yeah. some of those passions and, yeah. and, and the core of, of who I was at the time. Um, did you feel that that was challenging to impart your creativity to others or do you think, or do you think that it, being a creative space, you just have to let people flourish in that space? I learned, I learned a lot in my first year of teaching, mm-hmm. um, and I learned a lot about myself as an artist, um, but I learned more about how to teach other people yeah. to um, be inspired by things around them, mm-hmm. um, to be able to produce art, to be able to be creative, yeah. um, to find that within themselves. Now, uh, I've been a long-term believer in, in that everyone has a creative center in themselves, Yeah. Um, it's whether or not you choose to pursue it. Mm-hmm. And and that's a choice. Yeah, And it's a pretty simple choice sometimes, but most of the time it's a hard choice. Do you think it's fear of failure? that In, in the oh. arts, it's, there's a lot of people that are too scared of what other people think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, but I don't know if I'd term it as fear of failure because art is about failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an artist, as I said before, probably since as long back as I can remember, five or six years old, I was drawing and painting and, and I loved it and I've yeah. loved it ever since. Yeah. Um, I have a fear every single time I do something that it's not going to work out how I want it to, mm. but it's at about that time that you remember, no, I have these skills. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this long enough. Um, I, I, I'm passionate enough about it that I want to be able to to produce something that's worthy of my talent, my skill, uh, that's quality, that people kind of go, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Now, I don't do it for the accolades. Yeah. I don't do it 
for money. Mm-hmm. I do now, but... But the point is, is it's secondary. You're doing it. Yeah, you would still do yeah. it regardless Absolutely. of whether the money was there. Now, as I said before, and I started this whole conversation with art is about failure. Mm-hmm. That is all art is. Mm-hmm. Art is a series of thousands of hours of failures mm-hmm. before you go, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like... Do you think in today's generation mm. that, that that takes a lot of patience? Oh, Do you look, think it's... That you t- today's generation is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So um, failure is not part of that. Yeah. That that mix of, um, I need this now. I mm-hmm. want this now. Mm-hmm. I have to have this now. Yeah. Um, you can't create something in a moment, in an instant. There was, there was something I saw years ago that was just a statement. It's a title of a book, I believe, that says 10 years to overnight success. And and for most artists, and my, whether they be musicians, comedians, actors, a lot of them, people just see them appear out of nowhere and yeah. think that, that it was just, they just Flash become successful. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, is it's a journey. And, mm. and you might not know the future of what you're doing mm. here. At the moment, it is just, you know, Jake Lee Studios at the markets, getting not only stuff you're already produced, but yep. people commissioning work. So yep. that's something I need to emphasise is you do commissioned work. You do Absolutely. portraits. Absolutely. You you do some interesting port- portraits. We've got a couple that you've got sure. some friends of yours. But uh, but the, So you have some fun with those portraits too. It's sure. not just, You could do a serious portrait, but on the flip yep. side, you can do something where you almost make them like they were in a movie yep. or something yep. like that uh, yep. and, ha- and, and share an experience they may, may never have that is a talking point where they display it in their bar or their home or yep. it could be a birthday gift. It yep. could be something as an award for someone that's yeah. worked or something. So when you do that process, does someone, how's that work? Does that, do they give you a photo of the person? Generally what happens is, um, yeah, they'll, I'll, I'll say, all right, you want a portrait done. So look, just send me a range of images of, mm-hmm. of whoever I'm doing this portrait of. Let's say it's you. You, mm-hmm. you would send me five or six photos of yourself. Yeah. Now they don't all have to be happy smiley photos. Yes. Okay. They can be in different poses and different mm-hmm. arrangements. Um, Is that they, to give you a sense of the all the features? Absolutely. Yeah, because look, with portraiture, it's not as simple as. Um, and I've done I've done live portraiture before. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, what I do is is static. So it's it's people sending me an image, yeah. and I'll just take those away, and I'll create something from so, the images that they've so sent me. So just to explain, because I'm not an artist, but live sure. portraiture is that where I would sit and you, you would do a I'd sitting. come in for yeah. sessions. Yeah, you'd do sitting. you'd do a sitting for you know four or five hours. Yeah, um, if you can keep still for long enough. <laughs> can't keep can't keep my. Do I get to talk? No, look, you can talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Well, that's five fine. hours isn't a problem. Yeah. Let's come back to some artwork. Cool. Now. It's it's what you're here for. Sure. Now you got some really good Doc Martens here. <laughs> uh, I've got the shoe right, haven't I? You have. All right. Do you want to give us a look and um, Sweet. Just why not sh- throw it up? All you, right. I'll see what we can see here. So what do we got there? Okay. Well, this is uh, this is a tribute to one of the greatest manga of all time. It's called Akira. Uh, it was uh, 1988 in mm-hmm. Japan. Um, I. I was just look. I was doing. I was doing some browsing at DFO here in Brisbane. Saw a bin full of shoes. Chuck us the other one there. Saw a bin full of shoes, and this is what I found. I found these for like thirty dollars or something, and I yeah. went, "That's fantastic. Got to have them." Took it home, had a bit of a think about it, and it's the same process that I use in terms of. I've got a shoe. It's red. What visually works yeah. with this shoe? And this is what I came up with. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Thanks, mate. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's and they're pretty, com- they're pretty comfy shoes too. Yeah, you were- I noticed. I said uh, you're wearing a pair of your own <laughs> yeah, artwork. Yeah. I have and, to. I have to. And I, and I said, I said, nice shoes. Where'd you get those? <laughs> what else have you got there? Uh, okay, we've got a bit of a. You so you started to do some three D stuff. So that's got some foam and things on it. So you, yeah. you've gone from just being uh, the art directly painted onto the canvas. And I'll flip this around. Um, give them a little bit of a look. Yeah, cool. So you've gone on this side. You've got some three D artwork there on the shoe yeah so you want to speak to okay essentially with the 3d stuff look it's been a process in terms of being able to work out how best to use materials um came across great substance called eva foam really Mm -hmm. easy to work with um and and as you said it, it makes things stand out visually now the process behind it was really really easy but at the same time involved and it's been an evolution uh, I started doing it on caps first. That seemed to work okay. Um, I thought, look, I could probably do this on some shoes, but I've just got to work out the logistics of how do I do it. Uh, most of the time, it's walking away mm-hmm. works really, really well. Yeah. Because it gives you an opportunity to clear the head. Yeah. Uh, you come back to it half an hour later, and you go, right, that's exactly what I need to be able to do. Now you can't. I can't explain that process because mm-hmm. most of the time i don't know if i've got a blank pair of shoes okay what's going to happen with these ones but i want to do something that's unique and different yeah so, the so these ed- are one-offs absolutely one-offs so yeah. if someone loves this genre or the anime or yeah. or manga or whatever it may yeah. be they literally uh can ask you to produce something for them Certainly. under a contract yep. um, they might be a fan of and or uh, you can they can purchase stuff from your Facebook shop yep. you, you actually have pricing up there if they yep. like something go browse through yep. your Facebook everything that I put up on my Facebook page and especially on the shop is obviously for sale yes uh, now the issue becomes whether they're going to fit their feet yeah, but so, some people want to display them to you. You like them. You absolutely. like them to wear them because yeah. they're a talking point. Yeah, they're they're a, a bubbler moment or yeah. water cooler moment, as yeah. they say, or, or they're remarkable. Something people will comment on, and yeah. yours do stand out. I can't get you to put your feet up, but as as you're walking in earlier, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> put your feet up, mate. Uh, you walked in, and I and I, look, and I said they look great. They look, look and good, there's a brief really that I give customers and potential clients every mm-hmm. time, uh, yeah. and I do this at my market store, and I do it certainly when I'm having discussions with people, and it's very, very simple. I'm like, look, there's two ways of going about this this process. Do you want to wear them or do you want to display them? Yeah. As soon as they say, oh, I just want to display them, then yeah. the creative process amps up. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much do anything, anything that them. I like because I know that they're not going to be worn, so they're not going to get broken, yeah. cracked. So the, 3D, chip- so the 3D stuff, potentially you could lose, like you've got some gems here on the... Look, so you could lose the. I'd be, I'd bling. be, I'd be slightly worried um, if they fell apart. Yeah. Because the product testing that I do is very extensive, yeah, and I've been sure. doing it since the day I first started doing yeah, shoes. All right. If you were a younger person um, back when you were fifteen, what advice would you give to yourself? You often hear that, like looking at your journey. Yeah. You hear people ask what what advice would you give to a like my younger self? self? Yeah. Mm. Um, it's interesting because I think we spoke earlier about uh, when you have an idea of what you want to do, how do you go about achieving it? How do you mm-hmm. even start? Um, I, I was in 
the same position in my early 40s where it was, well, I need to find something to do. I need to find something to engage myself uh, to uh, make use of the skills that I've learned over you, the course of time. Do you want to speak to that journey? Because there's a little bit of darkness in your history or <laughs> bad experience. So do you want to yeah. just speak to that? Because it that come has come to define you in this now. Yeah, I and, guess it has, in a sense. Um, <clears throat> look, when you spiral downwards, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. uh, now, we spoke earlier about uh, suffering from depression. Um, I was diagnosed with clinical depression 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, my world spiraled out of control. Um, mm -hmm. I lost things that were close to me through my own choices and my own actions. Mm -hmm. Had to take responsibility for those things. How, how do you even start to take responsibility for that to rebuild yourself? Now, for me personally, it was... Um, it was difficult because for three years um, of my my first three years of clinical depression, uh, I was under medication. Uh, I'm very strong medication, mm -hmm. um, and and that never sat well with me. Uh, even when I was on the medication, it was just like, look, I know this is supposed to help me, but I don't feel that it is. Uh, I feel you described like, that you felt like you were in a fog for a year. Yeah, just uh, there's a whole year of my life that's uh, sketchy on details. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm. I know myself well enough to know that, that if that's a gap in my life that I don't remember, mm -hmm. that's that worries me. And, yeah. and it has worried me for quite a long time. But the only way to get yourself out of that downward spiral is to start looking at everything simply. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to try and encourage someone to pursue their passion, to follow their dream... Again, you've got to start basics. What what simply can I do to change today? What can I do to change the next hour? What can I do to change my environment? How do I work? Yeah. What do I want to do? All of those questions come down to just making a choice. Yeah. Um, if you're not ready to make the choice, then that's what will happen. You won't mm -hmm. make a choice. You'll, you, you'll so, stagnate. So... Your negative experience or your depressive experience has led you on a journey that made you question, I guess, what next? And, and Yeah, and on a daily basis too. Um, if you understand anything about depression, it, it, it makes you feel hopeless and helpless. Mm -hmm. All right? And those are the two frameworks that uh, even psychiatrists and psychologists will tell you mm -hmm. uh, that's where you're at. Most of the time you feel helpless. How do I help myself? How do I uh, get out of this situation? And fast approaching that helplessness is hopelessness. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. How do I change this situation? I yep. don't have the skills. I don't have the tools. I don't even have a, a, a plan to get out of this. Yeah. Um, and and I, for, for me, I found myself in that situation mm -hmm. uh, where I didn't know what choices were the best choices for me. Yeah. So how do you get out of that state? How do you get out of that rut? What shook you out of that or how did, did you was it took all your strength and energy to decide things had to change? Well, I think it was just a lot of um quiet, mm -hmm. peace, tr trying to find um solitude. Yeah. Uh time that I could think. And 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 I mean that in terms of time that I could think about myself yeah and think about 
the impact that the choices that I made had had on me. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I have learnt about life is that you learn just as much from grief mm-hmm. and loss as you do from happiness and joy. Yeah. Um, and in point of fact, you probably learn more from grief and loss mm-hmm. because it takes longer to get through that process. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, let's say, you're having a fantastic time with the love of your life and you, uh, you, you're like, I'm happy all the time. I'm yeah, happy, yeah, I'm happy, yeah. I'm happy. You don't learn anything. You don't learn enough mm-hmm. from that mm-hmm. to give you any tools or skills that are going to help you when it's not so happy. Yeah. Um, or, or when you're in adversity or when you've got um, choices to make, whether it be financial uh, relationships, um, uh, family problem, whatever it is, medical health problems. Um, when you're faced with, with life-altering choices, mm-hmm. sometimes it's really, really important to step back, mm. to take stock, to go, okay, if I wasn't in this situation, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Now, what became apparent to me at the time was I was spending too much time worrying about all the what-ifs. Yeah. And this is how I framed it for myself so that it was easier for me to understand. There's a tree. Mm-hmm. The tree is, is your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, in the tree, there are branches. They're all the different paths that you can take in yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of those branches are leaves. They're all the what-ifs. Yes. They're all the maybes and, oh, if I did this or if I did that or maybe I could try that or or maybe that's an option for me there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've got to stand at the base of your own tree and just shake it mm-hmm. so that all those what-ifs disappear. Okay. The path becomes a lot clearer for you then mm-hmm. when you can see where those branches go. Okay. The visualization stuff is is, for me, it's important. And it comes back to the core of why I'm here and what I do. Yeah. As an artist, being able to visually reinterpret, mm-hmm. recreate, yeah. or even just interpret yeah. information visually. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have eyes, how would I do that? Yeah. And I think that a lot of the time, Craig, it's, it's simply that if I didn't have some of the senses that I I have, which is all of them. Yes. How would I go about doing what I do? Mm. Now, I've spent a lot of time with a lot of different people who have been blind, yeah. who have been deaf, yeah. who don't have hands, mm. um, and talking to them about how do you perceive the world around you with the loss of a sense. Yeah. And the way that most people do it is internally visualizing internally Mm -hmm. these are the things that i need to put in place for myself Mm -hmm. so for me it was a really really easy step to kind of go all right look these are all the issues that i have in my life these are all the paths and options that i have in front of me yes how do i make a choice that's going to work for me so for me it was the visual that's a tree that's all my choices give it a shake all that stuff falls away. That path is now clear for me. Yeah. I can make that choice. I can justify making that choice. Mm-hmm. That's right. We'll pop those away. Sweet, we'll, mate. We'll, we'll talk about a couple of the, the hats. <clears throat> so we'll go with these last. Wee. All right. We'll go these last couple of hats you've cool. got here. So I'll let you explain them. I'll try and hold them up. So oh, this first one, this is uh, an ode to another 
uh, famous manga, but at the same time, it was recently made into a movie called Battle Angel Alita. Uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to do something that was kind of had a bit of femininity about it. Yeah. Um, You've got the, you the 3D stuff happening on there. Yeah, the got a bit more foam happening yeah. on there, and, and hopefully the uh, the quality of it appeals to people. Uh, I've already had a few offers to buy that one. Okay. All from women, which has been fantastic, which is what I wanted. Yeah, and, and you got you also got some glitter on there. Yeah, just a bit, bit of bling. Touch. Bit, bit of, of bling, bling, mate. Yeah. Right? That's a little bit again another different different one. Now chicks like their bling. Now I didn't. Now this is interesting because you've lined up the eyes with the uh, <laughs> with the holes, holes in the, the yeah. yeah. And you know what? I saw that Look, before and I actually didn't notice that I'll, you'd I'll be done honest, that. But was that an accident? Accident. <laughs> Complete artistic accident. I'll claim. I'll, I'll take it and I'll claim it. But you must have seen that at some point, though, yourself after you've done it. Yeah. Look, yeah. one. one it adds to it. With the that caps, it with the caps, essentially what I'll do is I'll just do a, a quick watercolour pencil sketch yes. on the cap, uh, and then I'll basically just paint over in terms of the fabric paints over mm-hmm. the top of it. So mm-hmm. so it gives me kind of a clearer idea of what I want to do yeah. and how I want to go about achieving it. So Now, this next one that we've got here. One of my this, favourites. Yeah, this next one that I've got here, this is this is pretty impressive. One of my favourites. It's got a lot of detail in there. I'm not, sorry, I'm, I should be showing up for <laughs> the audience, but Wonder Woman. Well, that was uh, I did that one when the, the Wonder Woman movie came out. Mm. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Linda Carter, the original yes. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, but I reckon she did a pretty good job in this, this latest iteration. Uh, and yeah, again, I just wanted mm. to do something that was just a little bit different. Um and I guess with most of my stuff, Craig, it's all it's all one-off stuff. So it's all unique stuff. So I don't I don't repeat myself. I don't repeat myself. Yeah, I don't sure. repeat myself. Um, and, and and that adds to the, I guess the, the appeal to people artistically. Yeah. Yes. That they know that that they've got a one-off wow. something. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to have this. And that's yeah, what sure. I explain to people every time they come to me, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we'd like to get this made." I'm like, "Well, you realise that if I've already got something." that I've done, I'm not going to do it again. Sure. So if I want to be specific to what you want, then just supply me with some images. Yes. Of what you like. Yeah. Visually. Um, and that, I guess that that's that whole, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and everyone yep. wants something that's, that's just for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of why I got into what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I, I found that there was a, a niche in a market. Yeah. Uh, a little gap that I could slot myself into. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've fallen into this. Yeah, absolutely. Ha- explain a little bit of the backstory of what happened that made you say, "Hey, I can do this." <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I got sent uh, just a random image from a um, family member. Uh, mm-hmm. Just sent me a pair of sho- a picture of a pair of shoes that were like Dragon Ball Z shoes that yeah. someone had just painted up and. And, and they would and, have been. They probably weren't sharing you, sharing with you. They were probably sharing because they knew you were interested in the the content, not yeah. what it was painted on. Yeah, you've I, th- looked, I think and so. And you've seen past the image, and said, "Bloody hell, I yeah. can do that." Yeah, I think so. Because um, at that stage, I hadn't even considered painting on shoes. I'd never mm. even thought of it before. Mm. Well, I've painted a bus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and not just any bus, a London double decker bus. Okay. We'll throw that up on screen so people can yeah, have cool. a look at that while we're talking. Yep. Nice. The only London double decker bus in Queensland. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. the tallest bus in Australia mm-hmm. at 4.4 metres high. Yeah. Um, it's a 19. I've got to get this right, otherwise, he's going to kill me. 
It's a 1960 Leyland Atlantean London double-decker bus. Okay. When did you do that? Uh, okay. Uh, that was three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, just before I started doing this business. I know, I've known the owner for over 20 years. Uh, yeah. He and I are good mates. Um, he used to be an air traffic controller of all things. Yes. And he went, I just want a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had this vision of buying a London double-decker bus and turning it into a coffee shop, a mobile coffee oh, shop. Oh, okay. So that's exactly what he did. Yeah, so and that's in. it's still functioning today. Everyone can see it? It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's located at Old Petrie Town. Ah, oh, okay. So yeah, just yeah, down yeah. the road. Um, so that's that's one of the markets that you're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you you do a couple of markets. That's yeah, one of the I, main I do, ones. I do Caboolture markets uh, every once a month yes. um, on Sundays, and I do Old Petrie Town every other day, every oh, other yeah. weekend, sorry. Oh, really? uh, so yeah. Sundays. So yeah, okay, that's cool. pretty much my main day. And, and then obviously available online um, through Facebook. Do you have anything anything else available online anywhere else or is it just through the Facebook page? No, just through the Facebook page. I have my Instagram account. Um, again, Jakely yes. Studio, Instagram. Um, nice. That's all you need to look for. Uh, I'll, I'll put links in the description um, for those that want to find it. I'll make sure yeah. that I link everything. I think we'll finish up there, but I just want to say thank you very much for coming in and sharing your passion with us and our audience. And if you've got a passion that you'd like to share with the rest of the world, then why not connect with us on our Facebook page via message and we'll maybe connect. We can also connect over Skype and do Skype interviews as well as live in our studio. I want to say thanks for your time. Don't forget, if you like the content, like it. If you've got any comments or need to know anything further, you can comment in the section below and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Catch you later. Thanks for taking time to watch this video. If you enjoyed what you saw, please give it a thumbs up. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you smash that subscribe button and also hit the bell button to get notified when new interviews are uploaded. Once again, thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll see you again sometime. Catch you later.